So, welcome to another illustrious panic attack with Big John. Uh, some election updates, this, it changes by the moment, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it from now on. Um, uh, I was, I had a, an interesting conversation tonight with a, a, a young man from uh, Australia, and also something kind of ran through my head, and you know, the thing of it is, um, it seems like Joe Biden convinced us all he doesn't exist. I need to pause for a moment. Give everything a minute here to reset. This wrong hair is going away soon. Decided to grow my hair out one last time in life. Because I was out of the public spotlight for a while. I don't consider this the public spotlight blog vlogging or whatever this is called on YouTube and podcasting. Um, but <laughs> this afternoon before I wandered off to work, you know, I work for myself so I can come and go as I please. And I made the mistake of taking a nap. And in earlier, excuse me, earlier videos and podcasts, I make my glasses off because that reflection in my eyes bothers me. I had said that <laughs> every time I go to sleep, something in the election changes. So what did I do? I went to sleep, and an hour later, it went from Trump being ahead in Georgia to Biden being ahead, uh, and I believe it was USA Today uh, was reporting this, Biden had gone ahead in uh, Georgia and Pennsylvania, so... I guess I just have to stay awake for the next few months. Uh, who knows what could change tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. So I went out and got an industrial-sized pot of coffee, and I'm just going to stay awake until January 20th, and, uh, and uh, somebody is sworn in as president. Hopefully it will be Donald Trump for the, the good of the nation. Um, today at work, I, I ran into... Uh, a young man who was here uh, on a football scholarship. And he was from Australia. I could tell he was uh, from somewhere around there where, because uh, of his accent. And so, 
shouldn't say somewhere around there. I could tell he wasn't from the United States. It wasn't a British accent. It wasn't quite an Irish accent. But it was. he definitely wasn't from the U.S. And uh, it, that's cool. I, I like running into people like that. And the first thing uh, I asked him, well, he had ice skates in his hand. And I thought he was going to maybe go play hockey or something. And I said, going to do some ice skating tonight. And he said, yeah, you know, there's this nice skating rink in such and such town. And, you know, it's just something fun. I used to play hockey when I was younger. And I'm here on a football scholarship. And next thing I said, uh, you mean American football? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he could tell I knew a little bit about uh, what was going on. I think before you know, even I said that, I asked him where he was from, uh, and Australia's not a big hockey country, so that I knew he wasn't from Europe then. I don't think Europe's a big hockey place either. Uh, Western Europe, like the Czech Republic and and uh, Czech Republic and Russia and, and those uh, states are, but not. I don't think it's real big in Great Britain. Anyhow, but yeah, I wasn't sure if he meant what we call soccer, because the rest of the world calls it football. Uh, actually, football, F-U-T-B-O-L. Uh, so we got to talk, and, and he had uh, aspirations of uh, being uh, in the Drug Enforcement Agency, DEA. He said he went, he liked America and he wanted to stay here. And I was like really proud of my country when he said that. And uh, he also aspires to play in the NFL or uh, some football league. And arena football and that's kind of dead. Definitely not going to play in the extreme football league. Uh, that's the, the women's football league. Uh, was it The Rock has taken over the XFL, so Dwayne Johnson. So maybe he'll get a shot there, but I think he wants to be in the NFL. And I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I asked him, you know, do you, have, do you guys have a the drug problem in Australia that we do here in the United States? And he, that's how we got on the subject of the DEA. And he said, well, you know, the whole world has a drug problem, but uh, it's not as bad in Australia as it is in the United States. He said it's bad, but not as bad because Australia is a smaller country. And we started talking about the, the virus, obviously. And I asked him, you know, how it was going in Australia. And he said, you know, it, it's going well. I think there was, he said there was one case yesterday and uh, he was telling me how, you know, they locked down the entire country and uh, each state had lockdown orders in Australia. He call, I think he called them states, so something I could understand. Uh, and it, it was just a really cool conversation. I love hearing that, uh, you know, and he said that, you know, Australia doesn't really have a, a DEA type agency because the drug problem's not as bad just because it's harder to get drugs into the United States. And he brought up, you know, 
United States borders two countries, Canada and Mexico, and so it's easier to smuggle drugs in. But there is a drug problem all over the world. It's an epidemic. Uh, so that was just cool to hear another person's perspective on the United States, uh, as well as hear uh, how they have a American style football as well. And he was telling me about, you know, the different levels they have and things like that. Uh, there's like club level and then something else and something else uh, that I didn't quite understand what he meant. So, uh, but just something cool, you know, you see, you, you always hear in the left wing bias media that you know, the world hates us, you know, arrogant, cocky Americans. And then you talk to the people from these uh, countries. And most of them love us. They see us as, you know, um, a shining city on a hill. Oh, another thing he brought up was that uh, he was a Trump supporter, Trump fan. I don't think he got to vote. He didn't mention that he voted. So he's because he's probably not a full citizen yet. But he uh, he said that in Australia, he's from the the Republican Party. And I kind of knew that, that they didn't call it Republican Party in Australia. And he said, well, I'm actually, you know, the Liberal Party. But in Australia, the Liberal Party is like the Republican Party here. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. I understand. And so he's like, oh, you know. He didn't expect me to get that. Um, so it, it's kind of funny. The classic definition of liberal is not the American definition of liberal. Uh, and most European and uh, Canada, Australia, those countries, the liberal party is the conservative party. Just a fun little fact there for you guys. Uh, so whenever you get a chance to talk to people that are not from the United States, I always welcome them to America, even if they've been here a couple, two, three years. Uh, he also made, brought up something interesting that uh, I, I believe in, too. Uh, in most of the world, the legal drinking age is 18. And he said, you know, he came here out of high school legally allowed to drink alcohol and then he got to the United States and he had to wait three years <laughs> so kind of strange uh the latest things I've heard on the election like I said Georgia somehow has flipped to Joe Biden because of these mail-in supposed mail-in ballots uh Michigan they had a glitch in software that caused one congressional candidate to lose. And this is the software that they were using uh, in, I guess, 77 counties in Michigan. But the main one was the Detroit area. And it was counting uh, Democrat every other, or so, uh, it was counting Republican votes as Democrat votes. So when they hand recounted it or recalibrated the machine I'm not sure which they found out that this congressman won by a thousand votes 
Well, if you take that statewide in the other 77 counties, that could be a big swing in Trump's favor. Uh, not to mention the hundreds of thousands of uh, ballots that have been found since the uh, balloting was supposedly finished in Michigan. So I think in Michigan there needs to be a hand recount. I also heard that uh, a 120-year-old man voted in Detroit. He sent in a mail-in ballot. Uh, and the assumption is that he's been dead for a while. Uh, so, like these states that just sent out mass mail to everyone on the voter rolls, we knew that was going to happen. And not every state has the same standard for, you know, what it takes to uh, verify that you are who you say you are when you mail your ballot in. In Ohio, you have to provide either a so four digits of your social se social security number or your driver's license number, and then your signature has to match the one on file. Uh, in Pennsylvania, they've thrown those things out the window. Your signature doesn't have to match, don't have to have any ID, Think crazy things. But I think there needs to be a hand recount in Michigan uh, with observers. And there's already supposed to be a recount in Wisconsin because the margin was so small. And also Milwaukee is another one of these places where there was an alleged ballot dump take place. Where after it was all over... Ballots appeared uh, from out of nowhere. Why each uh, county board of elections all over America does not run the uh, mail-in and absentee ballots as soon as the polls close like we do here in Ohio and they did in Florida uh, is beyond me because that's the safest way to... okay. These ballots have been sitting here for weeks. They're, they're at the county board of elections. Run them through the machines. Count those. That gives you your first tabulation of the night. Then count the, the ballots or the votes that are coming in from the precincts. Just makes too much sense, I guess. But I, for some reason, a line from this movie this movie, The Usual Suspects, played in my head tonight. I don't know why I haven't watched the movie since I was in college, probably 20 years ago. And uh, it, the, it goes, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Now, I don't know where that comes from. It's not scripture. 
but it's it, I've heard it before that movie even. Uh, but that that was in my mind. It kind of got me thinking. You know, Joe Biden kind of didn't exist until a few weeks before the election. Think about that. You had a presidential candidate that was non-existent after the Democratic primaries were over. And, you know, in the Republican primaries, though Trump had no uh, opponents, he got more votes than all the Democrats combined. And then suddenly we're supposed to believe that out of nowhere, Joe Biden and all these voters show up. But aside from that, Joe Biden convinced America he doesn't exist. He laid low. He did a few interviews. When he did do something press like the, uh, I think it's called the Breakfast Club, and it has this guy Charlemagne and some other people on it. Biden came out of hiding in his basement, and you know, he made the line, uh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Or if, you're, if you have a hard time deciding between voting for Trump and voting for me, you ain't black. Got no media attention whatsoever. You know, Trump says there, you know, there are murders and rapists coming across our southern border, which is something that Barack Obama said, Joe Biden said, Barbara Boxer, Dianne Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton. They all said it throughout their political careers. I mean, what Barack Obama was only, what, 2008, 2012, 2006, uh, 2008, 2012, up to 2016. And he always talked about border security. But Trump says, you know, there are rapists and murderers coming across our southern border, and he becomes a racist. And the media says he called all Mexicans murderers and rapists. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But the media talked about Trump and the virus for months and months on end. And at first, it was, oh, you know, Trump's, Trump's racist. Trump's xenophobic because he's shutting off travel from China. Well, he then, not much long after, it shut off travel from parts of Italy, then all of Italy, then parts of Europe, then all of Europe. And the media didn't talk about that. CNN had a running death count for months until Tuesday. And obviously, you know, the election is now the big news story. But there were all these other news stories they could have covered. You know, they could have more thoroughly covered the George Floyd uh, death I refuse to call it a murder now that I know more about George Floyd. They could have covered the Ahmaud Arbery murder better. But, you know, they got their flash. They got their headline with, you know, George Floyd with uh, Breonna Taylor. Pinned it on Trump. Pinned it on conservatives. Pinned it on the police. Uh, and then we find out these aren't, these aren't just, these aren't very nice people. Breonna Taylor, 
don't know. Still a little out. Out. Uh, my jury is still out. But there have been photographs emerge of her holding assault rifles. And she may have just been, you know, a wrong place, wrong time kind of person. Where, you know, her boyfriend was a drug dealer and she wasn't really involved in the drug trade. Seemed like it, but uh, there was a dead body found in a, or there was a dead body in a car that she was renting at one point. So obviously she was hanging out with people she shouldn't have been. But, you know, that got, you know, somehow blamed on Trump, even though he did an executive order uh, making police reforms. So when Trump was having his daily virus press conferences, his approval rating was going up and up and up. Uh, so suddenly the media cut him off and stopped you know, MS or yeah, MSNBC, CNN, the three broadcast networks, NBC, ABC, CBS, uh, stopped airing his press conferences live. I watched a lot of them on uh, YouTube on his channel or the White House channel. But and I think I tried to share them once I found out the mainstream media was not. Because they stopped showing his press conferences because it was improving his approval rating. It was improving his approval rating. So they didn't want to show him. They said, well, he's saying things that aren't true, like everyone should inject uh, Clorox. He didn't say that, you idiots. And I still have people tell me, well, Trump said you should drink uh Lysol and inject Clorox. No, he said, you know, we have some very good things to scrub the outside of the body and this and that. Maybe we can come up with something to scrub the inside of the body. I, and he said, I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. And he turned to Dr. Burks and she just gave this look like, oh, shut up, Donald. And I kind of did the same thing. Because, you know, he should have stated it better. Uh, but the media took this and ran with it and lied. They gave you their opinion of what he said and you bought it. Biden did very few media interviews. Like I said, he did a, an interview with Cardi B. You know, the bloop, where she bloop. Whatever the hell that, I, don't, I thought she was having a seizure or sneezing or something. But, I guess that's, that's the way the kids say, hey, I'm out of here or something, or the end, or I don't know, whatever. But, you know, he did stuff like the Breakfast Club. He did media that he thought would be friendly to him. I, I still can't get out of my head this I, I don't even know how to begin to describe this woman a woman stood up at the, the stuff and envelopes uh, town hall meeting when Trump and 
Biden had their competing town hall meetings. And uh, she asked uh, Biden that, you know, she has an eight-year-old daughter who's in transition from, she means that the eight-year-old boy wants to be an eight-year-old girl. And Biden says, well, I'll just change the law. And he crosses his legs and puts his hand on his knee and has this big old, like, stupid smile on his face. And I'm like, that looks like a, a really dumb person who's very proud of the dumb thing they just said. <laughs> I mean, I'll just change the law. What law? If... An eight-year-old boy wants to dress up like an eight-year-old girl. I guess it's a free country. They can do what they want. But I guarantee, I would bet dollars to donuts when that kid turns 12 and his boy, well, he, he, I think he, he may already be on uh, hormone blockers and estrogen uh, with his parents' permission. But there's a really cool uh, person, uh, woman. I acknowledge her as a woman, though she hasn't had the full transition surgery, uh, gender reassignment surgery, I guess they call it. They used to call it a sex change uh, operation. But Blair White, you know, she is a 20-something transitional female, uh, transitioning from male to female. And she um, is very much against these kids, you know, under the age of 20 uh, transitioning. So it's not a, you know, right-wing conservative thing uh, to, to say this. You know, she refers to what she is going through as gender dysphoria. And uh, she does, you know, hormone blockers and estrogen to, you know, make her more female than male. Oh man, she's uh, more feminine and more attractive than a lot of women that are biological women. But uh, to get away from my Blair White thing, uh, check her out. She's on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that crap. Uh, Blair White. And yeah, even she's against these kids of eight years old being able to say, yeah, mommy, daddy, I want to be a, a girl, and parents taking them for, you know, gender uh, reassignment treatment and getting them on medicine. Now, I think she says, and I says, they could be on, like, a, a gender dysphoria drug or medication, you know, to get rid of their gender dysphoria, but... To ask a presidential candidate and for him to say, yeah, I'll just change the law. There is no law against an eight-year-old boy that I know of wanting to play eight-year-old girl. But, I mean, that was one of the few medias that Biden did. And he didn't come out and do any media until the last few months. And we were doubting that he would do the, the, the debates uh, right up until the last minute, people expected him to back out of the first presidential debate. And luckily luckily for him, he did not, because Trump made a straight fool of himself. If Trump would have done the first debate the way he did the last debate, 
Trump would have been in the driver's seat a long time ago instead of, you know, people calling their local board of elections and saying, hey, I mailed in my ballot, but I want to change my vote now. Um, and another thing, the media was dead silent on the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. There is... It's more than just Hunter Biden smoking crack and fornicating with young women. This is a Biden crime family scandal. There's information on there where Hunter Biden was outright taking money from foreign corporations and foreign politicians and using it to buy his dad's influence. And, you know, there's the clip of Joe Biden at the Council on Foreign Relations Conference bragging about how he told the Prime Minister of Ukraine, hey, if you don't fire this uh, Attorney General who is investigating Burisma, the company that Hunter Biden worked for or eventually worked for, you're not getting a billion dollars in aid from the United States. Quid pro quo, right there. Bribery, blackmail, right there. Joe admitted to it. And then Hunter Biden's laptop has an email chain that backs that up even further. So you have a potential president of the United States admitting to blackmailing another country with you're not going to get aid from the United States if you don't fire this person. And then you have his son's laptop being made available to the FBI. And luckily the computer store owner made copies of the hard drive because the FBI did nothing with this information until it became an internet sensation and Rudy Giuliani started talking about it. The computer store owner made a copy of the hard drive and gave that to Rudy Giuliani because he, he said, you know, I gave this information to the FBI. Here are copies of the receipt with Hunter Biden's signature on them. And the FBI is not doing anything with this. And I think there's information on here. One, possible child pornography. Two, evidence that the Bidens cahooted, colluded, I call it cahooting, being in cahoots with foreign governments to buy the influence of a sitting United States Vice President. And the media said nothing. Even after hard evidence came out that this laptop hard drive was legitimate, And a business associate of the Bidens was supposed to testify before two Senate committees, and he backed up 
the information that was on the hard drive with text messages on his cell phones that he turned into the FBI. He got before he could testify before the Senate, he got called in for an uh, interview with the FBI. We haven't heard anything about him since. The Senate uh, committees canceled their hearings so they wouldn't step on the FBI's toes. They didn't have to. They chose to. But nothing. Nothing in the mainstream media about that. That is game-changing. That is election-changing information that the American people should have. But Joe Biden pulled the greatest trick of them all. He convinced the world he did not exist. He was just the, this small town guy from Scranton, PA, even though he only lived there from the age of zero to two years old and grew up in, supposedly grew up in a, a working class home in Delaware. And he was just quiet, quiet Joe, working man Joe working class Joe, and he was, you know, the media went right along with it. No negative stories about him, nothing about his cognitive descent, nothing about his constant racial slurs, racist remarks about Indian store owners, uh, people from India uh, is what or who I'm talking about, nothing. Nothing about his uh, segregationist platform in the 70s, which Kamala Harris called him out on at a debate. None of this ever played in the mainstream media, except maybe a brushing glance. And, oh, oh no, that was a long time ago. Uh, I was taken out of context. Uh, he didn't really mean that. Uh, what he meant was... You know, they, the media covered for him, and he convinced everyone he didn't exist. While the media was con convincing Trump was the devil. And Trump outperformed all of the polls, everything, in the election. Even if he really lost Michigan, he still did better than the polls projected. Even if he really lost in Pennsylvania... He still did better than the polls projected. Even if he lost Georgia, he did better than the polls were projecting. And, you know, I think honestly, when the legal votes are counted, Trump will have an electoral landslide. I hope we get there. I hope they can do this in court. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be one of these Republicans that downplays this. And says, well, we, we lived through eight years of Biden and Obama, Obama and Biden, however you want to look at it. We can make it through a year of Biden and then three years of Kamala. No. No. You know, hopefully we, we have enough votes in the House and in the Senate to keep them from destroying the Constitution. We have the Supreme Court now on a constitutional judgeship. I'm not saying it's a Republican judgeship, that it's a conservative court, it's a constitutional court. But if they add four seats like the Democrats want to do, 
they're going to put four liberals on there and you're going to have horrible American liberalism uh, at the Supreme Court level like you have at the Ninth District Court of Appeals in California. So, I just wanted to point some things out and talk about some stuff. Thanks everybody again for listening to Panic Attack with Big John. Remember to like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Uh, Facebook's been censoring me, but for now it's Big John's conservative op-ed page. Soon, most likely going completely to Parlor at the real big john all one word so until the next time my friends god bless you pray for one another and uh i'll see you i love you guys god bless